we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Very important. Matthew 27 and 12 tells us after they had arrested Jesus and beat him and done all the horrible things to him, the Bible says that that wasn't all that was done to him. He was accused falsely. They accused Jesus falsely, started rumors on him, started saying he was the devil, started saying he was using the devil's power, started saying that he was mocking the government, started saying he was mocking people, saying he was, you know, all these different things, that he was hurting the economy, that he was hurting the money, that he was hurting the Pharisees, basically uh, going against them, going against the law of Moses. He was doing things that the law of Moses said don't do by, you know, desecrating the Sabbath day, healing folks on the Sabbath and, you know, all of those things. And he wasn't obeying the Ten Commandments. And so he is of the devil. These are the things that they were accusing him of. And it was the priest and the elders that were doing it. So the Bible tells us in Matthew 27 and 12, Jesus is standing before Pilate at this time. They were getting ready to uh, convict him of these sayings. And the Bible says, and when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he did what? He answered nothing. So that means that they were sitting there accusing him of all these things. And Jesus didn't say, no, no, I didn't do that. Now here's what I came to do. I did this. Jesus didn't do that. The Bible said he didn't say anything, not a word. He sat there and let them falsely accuse him and didn't say a word. 27 and 13 says, and then Pilate at, uh, said, Pilate unto him, don't you hear how many things these witnesses are saying against you? And he answered him what? He answered to him never a word. So much so that Pilate was, he marveled greatly. He was amazed. He's like, you're not going to defend yourself? Because he was used to seeing the Pharisees being busybodies. You don't have anything to say? Said that the governor marveled greatly. When you carry truth, anybody ever felt like this? Amen. When you carry truth, you become a target for those that what? Hate truth. That makes sense, right? Like if you carry in truth, you become a target for those that hate truth. You see somebody you grew up with and y'all used to shoot people together. (laughs) Y'all used to rob liquor stores together. You save now. You have a job. He still robs. So when he sees you and talks to you, you're going to bother him, your truth, and who you've become because he's still the same. You don't have to say nothing and you're throwing shade. Just because you made a better choice than he did. Your choice makes him inferior and makes him mad at you without you saying anything. Yeah, when folks make bad decisions and and they keep making bad decisions, I tell them, man, you better get around some bad decision makers. Because if you come around a good decision maker, you're going to start hating them because they're doing what you want. Their life is turning out better than yours. 
Because a person that makes bad decisions going to have bad stuff keep happening to them. Amen. So people that remember you back in the day when you was a hoochie, now you save and they still stinky. <laughs> You're going to make them feel real bad when you're sitting around them. Amen. You all clean and the Lord has changed your life and you bathe and stuff now. And they all musty and used. They're going to feel some kind of way. Oh, so. And the first thing, oh, so you think you better than me. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, but I know you think you better because I'm. <laughs> you can bathe. You can bathe. You know, we got a predominantly young church here. Thank God for that in some areas. This kind of stuff I'm telling you, you young enough to apply this stuff. But like in my age group, 50 years old, it's too late for some of these folks. So all they can do is keep hating. It's too late. Like, too late. Like they'll never change. So they just have to keep hating. And that's hard for me to accept a lot of times because I want there to be hope. But when I knew you in the 30s, I was trying to tell you that. And you didn't listen. Now you're 50, it's hopeless. So you just gonna hate. And they hate on you if you're doing what is right or teaching what is right because it makes them look like they've been doing what is wrong all along. I preach in here. They, I mean, this dude got scissors, knives. Is that a knitting needle? I mean, somebody emptied the cupboard on his back. And that's the way you feel. People persecute you because you've decided to make better choices. So they look bad by default. John 7 and 7, the world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I do what? I tell on it that the works thereof are evil. So if you're in Christ, you're going to make somebody that hates Christ hate you, because he's in you. And because he's in you, you testify against it, that the works are evil. People were mad at Jesus because his truth set others free. But they themselves refuse it. Wait. People, did you? People was mad at Jesus because his truth set other people free. But they themselves refused his truth. So in other words, what Jesus did for others, he could do for them. They didn't want it. But they mad because they didn't want it. You stopped Jesus because you didn't want it, but you mad at him because those that didn't stop him got free. So the ones that follow him are doing better than you. But you refuse him and aren't doing as good, but you mad at those that are doing good, even though all you had to do was do good and you'd be doing good. You know, that's what, that's, that's what perplexed me about the first murder in the Bible. Because God came to Cain, Cain mad because Abel is doing something, but he won't do it. Cain won't do what Abel is doing, but he's mad at Abel because God likes what Abel is doing. Now, it ain't 
that many things to do because the earth is like just created. So it ain't like but two things you can do. <laughs> Dude, you fell in the two thing test? That's a true and false. The law of probability say you'll be 50% right. You can't even function with two, two choices? It's only two things. Your way or his way. Your way is wrong. So God said, well, just do what Abel's doing. And me and you'll be just like me and Abel. Cain, do you hear me? Cain says, well, no, I'm just going to kill him. And then I'm going to be cursed. And then I'm going to do, still do my thing that's not pleasing to God. And I, I, I just roll like that. Does that make any sense? That shows you that some people can be so demonized that the way to fix it is right before them and they refuse it because the demons told them to. Then they stuck with their messed up life and mad at the folks that did it right. I know I'm preaching in here. Yeah, that's why Beyonce and Jay-Z want all the Christians at their concert. That's why they got a little church segment in the concert now. They worship the devil 85% of the time, but the other 15% of the time, they, get, they have in church. Jay-Z said, let's take it to church in the concert. Jay-Z. H to the Izzo, V to the Z. What church are you talking about? They need church there for validation because they know they're on their way to hell. People were mad at Jesus because his truth set others free, but they themselves refused that. That doesn't make any sense. It's hard to even pass, pass that point. Why are you mad because someone decided to do the same thing that was told to you? But because you didn't do it, you're mad at them. So they desired to make the truth look bad and make Christ look like the Bible said the devil. Mark 3 and 22 said, and the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, oh, he hath the devil. Jesus got a demon. This is what they said. That's the latest rumor. He has a demon. And by the prince of devils, he cast out devils. That don't make sense either. Either. Jesus said a house divided against itself can't stand. Devil can't cast out the devil. He'd be killing his own kingdom. But they accused him of being the devil. He has a devil. Why does he have a devil? Because he's helping people. Well, won't y'all just accept his help? We don't want to. Okay. The Bible said that Pilate marveled because Jesus did not defend himself. But when you know the truth, you must always let the law of reciprocity do what? The law of reciprocity. You never have to defend yourself. You never have to take up for yourself. Ever. Since I've been doing EX Ministries for 20-something years, my wife will tell you I have never typed not one comment I've never responded to anything anyone has ever said about me. Ever. You know why? I turned the hourglass over. I let the law of reciprocity, if I'm innocent. If I'm innocent, then God has to handle this. And I let him handle it. 
folks hate me. You think I'm going to go to the Man, brother, I mean, see, what we need to do is, no, I ain't going to do nothing. I got a whole office full of hourglasses I can turn over. And why would I defend myself if the message ain't about me? No way. What I'm preaching ain't about me. So why would I be defending myself? Now, if, if it was about me and I was using it to show myself, then I'd be worried about what folks thought. Oh, I'm preaching in here. It's getting quiet too, boy. Mm-hmm. We striking these demons in here. Yeah, so why would I do that? Why do I got to defend myself when the message isn't about me anyway? Some of y'all need to learn that real quick. It's not about, look at somebody say, it's not about you anyway. Well, I, I don't have to defend myself. And we've, I've been doing this for a long time. And I mean, you Google G. Craig. One lady bought the domain name gcraig.com and posted that posted that me and my wife aren't saved because we don't we don't believe in the evidence of speaking in tongues. Remember that? Evidence of speaking in tongues. We went somewhere in Florida. To, I went to preach. And she came up to us and this is my daughter or something like that. Now, do you believe in the ever? Uh, do you believe in being baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? I said, well, first of all, I don't know what you just said. You need to slow that down. Do you believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? I said, no. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, well, speaking in tongues? Why can't you just grab the evidence of speaking in English? To someone, English is an unknown tongue. <laughs> oh, I see. We had you all wrong. She went and bought gcraig.com and put that whole conversation on there and started blasting me, saying I was in the witchcraft, voodoo, she, you know, because they can't just say what happened. That's not good enough. Like, after you get a few views, you got to start spicing it up. Then he told me. That he practiced voodoo and witchcraft. Then, you know, get a few of you. Then he told me. And then she just went on and on, line or whatever, line or whatever. And I think, I forget, uh, maybe Aaron Elder was with me. or Yeah, he was with me around that time. And uh, he was like, man, what you going to do? You know, you want us to, you want, what, what you want to do? You know, and I was like, man, turn the hourglass. I've been saying that for years. But I told him, I said, turn the hourglass over. Turn the hourglass over. Cop came to get her because she did something to a school. She was out protesting or something in front of the school, and she stepped in the on public property. And in Florida, you can't do that. She stepped on it. Cops came to get her, arrested her, threw her in jail. She took pictures and everything, started posting them. See the cops is police brutality. She's like, nah, nah, that's too early for that. We. You too, you, 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 no, 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 that's not going to work. So she just started posting the police beating up, whatever, ended up going to jail, ended up getting divorced. Husband left her. She ran him off or something. So now she all by her crazy self with gcraig.com. <laughs> you don't have to avenge yourself. Right. Amen. You let God do it. Galatians 6 and 7, the Bible said, listen to this, this is the law of reciprocity, and we take the scripture for granted, reap what you sow. We say it like that now, we've shortened it. Man, you know you reap what you sow. No, no, there's more to it than that. Whole lot more. Here it is. The law of reciprocity starts a little earlier than that. It says, 
Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God, listen to this, will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. I mean, you can't avoid God's precepts. You ain't never heard it like this, have you? He inevitably deludes himself to uh, whom attempt to delude God. So he inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatsoever a man sows, that and that only is what he will what? Read. That's the law of reciprocity. That means God is going to use this as an opportunity to prove himself true of what he just said. That's what that passage is saying. Not only are you going to reap what you sow, but God is going to make an example of you to show you that he said that that was going to happen. See, some folks couldn't live in the old school where a preacher would get up and tell you how you was going to reap. Y'all remember them days? The preacher would get up and say, oh, oh, no, no, no. I remember they get up, oh, oh no, no, for what you've done? <laughs> and everybody just, because you knew it was going to happen. You're going to walk outside and you gonna, your car going to hit you. They used to do that in the old school, and it used to happen, too. Going to fall down some steps and break both your legs and going to be laid out before the Lord, and then you're going to call on his name. Y'all didn't grow up like I did. Anybody grew up in a church like that? And they would make examples out of you like that. Amen. But man, don't you, man, you will reap what, y'all know we got a bunch of folks reaping right now. What they sold. Can I keep preaching? Matthew 27 and 15. Now at the feast, because they would have this feast, because it was the time of this feast, the governor was able to release a prisoner. Okay? So now at the feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. So the people got to pick who would be released. Usually they would pick the one of lesser evil. So the Bible said they had a notable prisoner, that they had a Jeffrey Dahmer in jail. He was famous. The Bible said he was a notable prisoner named Barabbas. Therefore, when they gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Who will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called the Christ? And he was asking them facetiously because the Bible says he knew that for envy they had delivered him. So he knew the only reason he was even there was because they were jealous of him. The elders and the priests were jealous of him. Because he taught truth to the people and saw people set free and they weren't set free because they didn't want to be set free. They're jealous of people that are free. They have the same choice to be free, but they didn't want to be free. So now they want to kill the source of freedom. So he knew it's envy, jealousy, mad because they didn't make the right choices. So they want to kill the one that gave the right choices. So Pilate was like, man, I mean, y'all would rather have Barabbas than Jesus who is called the Christ, the Savior? Y'all would rather have this dude 
Can I keep preaching in here? A lie has speed, but truth has what? Endurance. Pilate knew the true motive of Jesus' accusers. The Bible said it was because of envy that they wanted him killed. The Pharisees were jealous of Jesus' what? Popularity. Because he was getting popular for the truth, and they refused the truth. John 12 and 19 says, The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. So they basically say, man, all that y'all been doing against Jesus, y'all haven't been able to stop anything. The whole world is going after him. Well, why would you want to stop him if he's doing good? Why y'all secretly meeting to tear him down? And y'all mad because the world is changing because of him. Can I keep preaching? The Pharisees wondered, how could such a man stand for truth, practice truth, and not do it to be seen of others or for vainglory? Like, why ain't Jesus, like, why ain't he dressing like us and rolling around showing who he is? And why isn't he commenting on all the blogs and stuff that's against him? I mean, why is Jesus so, I mean, why is he just so calm and, I mean, why is he going around just being, you know, just, just regular and normal? He's messing with us because look at us, man. We got all these clothes on. <laughs> we look ridiculous. So people will look and notice us and he don't even care if folks know that he did stuff. This man is healing folks, setting folks free, and then saying, don't tell nobody. He's making us look real selfish. Is he making you look selfish? Or are you selfish? Oh, I just preached. I just preached. Yeah, am I making, is the truth that I'm preaching making you look bad? Or are you looking bad? Jesus possessed fortitude that the Pharisees lacked which made them envious of him. He had fortitude because he knew who his father was. He said, matter of fact, what you see me doing, I'm not even doing. I'm doing what the father's doing. I'm showing you the father. So I got my father's back, and so I really don't care what y'all say and how y'all feel. The father sent me to do this. His fortitude made them mad because they didn't have it. Can I keep preaching? Matthew 23 and 5. Man, it's getting quiet in here. But all their works they do, the Bible says, the Pharisees, for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments so they can be seen. They wear stuff to be seen. They want to be seen. You know, that's why I preach against this stuff because a whole bunch of folks that want to be seen and want to be something, you ain't going to do nothing but come after me. You're going to be sitting in this church hating me. Anything I do that looks like success to you, you're going to hate on. That's why I try to get you out of here. You can't handle ABC. You can't handle it in here. You're too envious. If you're envious, you're not going to make it in here. Amen. It, and it don't make no sense why you would be here envious. Why would you be here? Go somewhere where somebody is putting you on a pedestal and making you feel good. I'm going to preach truth whether it make me feel bad or you feel bad. It's going to get preached. You're in the wrong place if you don't want to hear that. 
And, and if you're not going to change, you definitely don't want to be in here because then you're going to start hating me. See, when you're with someone and they won't change and you're preaching truth and they won't conform to it, they will start hating you because every word you say sounds like you're talking about them. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. I had prophets come and tell me, hey man, there's people with you that hate you. They want to kill you. It's like, why is that? Because what you're preaching, they won't do. Amen. So you in the wrong place. You ain't going to do nothing. You came here because you like the crowd and the freedom or you just, the only reason you're here is so you can wear what you want on Sundays. <laughs> you, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. Matter of fact, it's a few folks that was here that we saw wasn't making no changes and me and Elder went and sat him down and said, I think you need to take some time off because you ain't changing. You're not changing and doing better by the word, then what are you doing here? So let's sit out for a little while. Let's see what happens. Some of them came back. Some of them didn't. And the first thing they do is take to the internet, but they wait. You know, they don't have the courage to say it themselves, so they wait on something to jump off on the internet against G. Craig. Then they comment, ooh, see, yeah, I was there, I know. He, I, blah, 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 blah. But when you know the truth, all you got to do is turn the hourglass over. Just turn it over. I know what really happened. I was there. I know how I treated you. So you can say what you want to say. A lie has speed, but the truth has what? Endurance. Can I keep preaching in here? This message is whipping somebody's tail right now. You need it whipped. Envy causes people to lash out and bring false accusations on those they are jealous of. Y'all ever heard somebody do that? Just make up. You know some folks will just make up some stuff. They get mad enough, they will make up some stuff. Ooh, I hate them. Especially when they can't think of the reason why they don't like you. Because I ask them sometimes, I'm like, hey man, okay, you have a problem with me? Yeah, man, I got a problem with you. What is your problem? What did I do to you? I mean, it's just the way you are. You just, I, I said, so, I mean, well, how am I? I mean, man, you just roll around here, man, thinking stuff, man. You just think stuff and be just rolling around here. You just be thinking stuff. And you know, in the way you be doing stuff, man, you just be doing stuff that just do. When you do it, you just be doing it, man. I'm sorry then. Forgive me for doing. Let me make sure I get it right. Forgive me for rolling around here doing stuff. The way I do it when I be doing stuff, um, I'm sorry. See, you don't see, you don't mean that. Well, it's hard for me to mean it when I don't know what I'm talking about. Just tell me, what did I do to you? See, man, you just, you, I mean, see, see, just like this. Look at this. Look at how you're doing right now. All right, all right. Well, you, you, you be blessed now. I'll catch you later. Look on the internet. See, you should have heard the way G. Craig talked to me. Yeah, and then you got them witches and warlocks that's secretly in here. What did he say? And you know, me and my wife were talking about, we was like, man, we happy with the church and stuff, so we ain't trying to find you and kick you out of there. We just going to let you be witchy. Because if you leave, another one's going to come and join and fill your shoes. 
you ain't gonna get rid of the witch and the warlock, so we'll keep you. We used to seeing you. We'll just, we'll just keep you. I mean, then we just, we just talked about that. I was like, nope, nope, because he was like, man, it was something. We were talking about somebody that's in here right now. He's like, man, I'm sick of that. I'm just sick. I just, I need to. Do. And I said, nah. I told my wife, I said, let's just keep, let's just keep it, because it's gonna get replaced. And usually when it's replaced, it's a little worse. So we just get used to it and just. It's life. You leave the church, they're going to be on your job. Leave your job, they're going to be at the gas station while you're pumping gas. Man, you ain't getting away from the devil. I've had preachers tell me that. They mad at me and they hate me because I'm common. How do you think that makes us look? I said, I mean, what? What about you? What? What? You? I mean, we wearing the stuff, the robe, and the collar, and the cross, and the, we, you know, and we, we, we got the adjutants and the armor bearers, and they carrying our stuff and karmix and our lips and combing our hair and brushing our hands, and so then you come along, you just dressing regular, your whole church dressing regular, you just rolling around driving yourself, look just, just not even. I mean, dude, what you make? What you think that makes the rest of us look like? That's why they stopped bringing you to town. We met about you, and they told me this. We met about you coming to town, and we said, no, we ain't letting you come to town because what you doing making us all look bad. Ain't that foolishness? They told me that. So you mad, you more concerned about the way you look than the people being helped? I know I'm preaching in here. I'm almost done. The Cowboys game is late. You'll be all right. When people lie on you and try to bring you down, if you remain silent, God will always what? Vindicate you. Because every one of these pastors I'm talking about either divorced, they kids crazy, they homes jacked up, everything. They just jacked up because they tried to stop truth. You get in the way of truth, truth is going to whip you. You know what truth is always going to do? Expose you. Every motive in your heart is going to be seen by everyone. When people lie on you and try to bring you down, remain, look at somebody say, remain silent. Jesus remained silent. If you know you're innocent, let God handle it. Amen. Romans 12 and 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather place, uh, give place unto wrath. Let it happen. Just let it happen. For it is written, vengeance is mine. That ain't all he said. He said, vengeance is mine, and what? He will what? How many times have God lied since the beginning of time? How does, how, how could God lie? Like if he said the sky is ink blue, it's red, what would happen? It would, it would only just turn red. It would be red, and we will always know that it was red. Like, he could speak it, and it was never blue. <laughs> Y'all weren't ready for that. Somebody's scratching their head. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> God could do that. Yeah, he could go back in time and change stuff so that it'll be that. Time to him is nothing but a loop. He's God. You know how I know he could do that? Because when Jesus died, he saved all of us. Then he saved everybody before us. Before him, he saved them all. 
ain't worried about no time. He's God. He created time. You linear. God's not linear. If you're the beginning and the end, then there's no time. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will do what? He said, God said, I'm going to repay. So you don't repay. Look at somebody and say, don't repay. Don't go on there. You see them acting a fool online. You stay out of it. You don't join in. Amen. Because if you join in on somebody, you're going to look on there one day and something of yours is going to be on there. Matthew 27 and 19. I'm almost done. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife said, uh, sent unto him saying, now listen to this. This is important. Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. So his wife is suffering from insomnia. She can't sleep good because Jesus is on trial for doing nothing. The nurturing nature of the woman is feeling it. Amen. That's why I tell men all the time, dude, don't you be going after folks, fighting with folks, and talking about folks, and going after especially believers and Christians. Doc, you better stop, because it's going to destroy your marriage. Yeah. Because the devil's going to always, he's going to use that anger and consider that uncovering. And he's going right after the woman. Yeah, you pull the cover off of her if you're going to act like a devil. You give the devil permission to invade your home and mess with you, your wife, and your children. Man, I'm preaching in here. Yeah, that's why I just, man, folks make me mad. Do something, man, I'm, I'm going to forgive because I want to keep, I, I want to stay a covering for my family. So I don't want to hurt my family because I'm wilding. Yeah, so the woman is telling them, Pilate! Let him go. Don't have anything to do with him because this is affecting me. I'm having dreams. I can't sleep because of him. I'm suffering many things this day. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude, spread rumors and got everybody crunk. Got everybody talking and everybody, ooh, did you hear? Ooh, did you, did you, did you hear? Did you? Now remember, this is wrong. So these are the folks that watch gladiators just fall on swords for pleasure. They didn't have the NFL. They had the K-I-L-L. They were entertained by killing. It ain't good. Is anybody going to get killed? No, I ain't going to that. Let me know when the folks start dying. That's the one I want to see. So they were a mob. So you spread a rumor in there, but the rumors just got the, the end of it has to be death. I'll go along with it just to see the death. Folks never even heard of Jesus in Rome. Some of them didn't even, some of them didn't know his works. They didn't even know. They, some of them knew he wasn't guilty, but just for the sake of seeing somebody die, I'll join in. Chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and then destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will you that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, what shall I do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? And they said unto him, let him be what? Crucified. The Pharisees made up accusations, false accusations against Jesus. But the crowd was motivated by hearsay. 
So they were making up false accusations against him, and the crowd was just carrying a bunch of hearsay. Well, you know, I heard he said that. Well, you know, I heard he did that. And it just starts spreading and spreading, just like the internet. I heard this, and did you hear it? Did you hear it? Hear it? And now by the end of this, they're ready to crucify a man they don't even know just because of the rumors that were spread. People that didn't know the truth were calling for his death because of the lies that were being spread. Proverbs said, the thing God, that God said, these things I hate. Six things I hate, yea, seven. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that do what? Run swiftly to the internet to see what rumor is currently in the inbox. And then what's the next one? God said he hates a what? False witness. You know what a false witness is? Somebody that wasn't there. They don't know what they're talking about. They're saying what somebody else said. Then he tells you which false witness he's talking about. A false witness that what? That speaketh what? Lies. And the worst one uh, is he hates the one that tries to stop fellowship. He that soweth discord, what? They want to stop the fellowship because they're so mad at the truth. Slicing them and dicing them. Anybody in here have been sliced and diced by the truth in here? I mean, how many of you the truth just just kicked your tail one Sunday? Yeah. How many of you you was worried about the people sitting on your road thinking I was talking about you? <laughs> yeah. It's like ooh. you can't stop truth from doing that the only way truth will stop doing that is if we lived 100% truth but because we're imperfect and I'm preaching a perfect word it's going to slice and dice but you're going to get mad because it came against what you wanted to do and so you're going to end the fellowship do you really think you're going to end this fellowship like do you think you're going to stop God, not only are you going to lose, but you're going to lose. Because everybody I know that tried to stop God right now are losing. Amen. God told you what he hates. Man, I don't want to do stuff that God hates. That's God. Only those that were close to Jesus knew the truth about him and did not fall for these lies. This is why, this is why I'm always encouraging you to love your family and to love, you know, those you're fellowshipping with, knowing that they have the right motives, the right understanding, everything, because it's important to have close family and good relationships so you can find comfort in them when you are falsely accused. Because when you're falsely accused, you're hurt. Doesn't that hurt? Nobody is strong enough to just say, well, I don't care what they say. They, they just keep on. It, it, don't, it don't bother me. Because you know it bothers you. you human. It's going to hurt you. So it's good to have people around that you can trust and that love you to strengthen you. Right? 
The Bible said even after Jesus was tempted on the mountain, the angels came afterwards to restore him and minister to him, comfort him. He didn't do nothing the devil said, but just having him around me need comfort. But it's good that I have my wife. I can go home. I can hug up with her. Man, people have hurt me and done stuff to me. And man, Landon is always there. He comes around and put his big old arms around me and hold me up. <laughs> and, uh, but, <laughs> but just to have a family support, that always made me realize what, what I'm really doing this for. But this is why it's important to have family. Romans 15 and 1 says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of who? The weak and not to please ourselves. Now, we misinterpret this scripture. We think that the strong in the Lord got to bear the infirmities of the, 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 the babes in Christ and they weak and they can't. That's not what this is talking about. You're taking it out of total context. This is saying we all can be weak at some point. We all can be, we all can, how long you've been saved, something's going to happen one day and it's going to weaken you. So those that may have already gone through that or those that aren't going through that at that time can strengthen you. Pilate gave the approval to crucify Christ just because he had to please the people to be reelected. Did you think it was about anything else? When people desire the applause of others or the audience or an audience's approval, they will side with lies and do what? Shun truth. First Timothy 5 and 13. And with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. Yeah, this is some of these internet folks. Wandering about from page to page. Not only idle, but tattlers. Y'all didn't know that word was in the Bible, did you? Tatter tales is in the Bible. Toddlers, man, you, you should see what's on so-and-so's page. Here it is. Toddler, busy bodies, speaking things which what? They ought not. The only reason folks get in other folks' business is because they hate their own business. Yeah, they hate their own business. Folk hate their lives, so they want to wreck yours. Summary! With the advent of social media, it's very easy to attack others and spread lies for attention. People can literally start a rumor, slander a person, and have it reach thousands with the push of a button. People that are envious will do all they can to harm you and make you look bad in order to make themselves what? Feel better. The Bible says when this happens, we should never take revenge or try to vindicate ourselves to prove innocence. We should always let our Father God handle it. Look at somebody and say, let God handle it. The Bible says when we, we don't take revenge or try to prove our innocence, we should always let our Father God handle it. There is no way God, listen y'all, will ever sit back and allow people to be wronged without repaying those that are harming you unjustly. If God did that, then he's a liar. Can God lie? No. So he said, hey, vengeance is mine. I will repay. See, he's sitting back. He's going to repay. Guaranteed. 
When you know you have done the right thing, now that's what you got to know first. <laughs> Amen. Let me, get, let me get that category going. You know you in the clear. and You've done the right thing. Sometimes you may have done wrong first and went and apologized and got it right. And that wasn't good enough for the person. You can't do nothing about that. Amen. You went and got it, tried to get it right, and they told you it was cool, and then next thing you know, they tell us, hey, you, you, you just stay clear and just know, hey, I did what is right. So when you know you've done the right thing, handled the situation biblically, and that's still not enough, then the Bible tells you to do what? Let God what? Handle it. The law of reciprocity always takes care of those that intentionally harm people. You will reap what you sow, and when it comes to fighting against God's people, you're going to pay severely. Now, here's the thing. Listen, most people, because some folks, I ask, Lord, did you repent? Can I ask that? I don't know. Did you get them, Lord? You know, David asked that a couple times in Psalms. I mean, what you going to do, Lord? Well, well, yeah, you said you was going to get them. I don't see no getting. <laughs> and the Spirit of the Lord, you know, basically tell you, well, you, you, you're looking at it the wrong way. You're waiting for him to drop. You know, we always waiting for him to drop dead. That's like the ultimate God move. <laughs> I ain't seen him drop dead yet, Lord. Man, they got a fungus on their neck, but I ain't seen them drop dead. I need that fungus to get in that brain, Lord. Let it go through that ear and get it. <laughs> but you just, <laughs> but you want to know sometimes. You're like, Lord, wait, I mean, wait, come on, Lord. You know they wrong. And God always say, man, you've been wrong before. So get somewhere and hush for I put the fungus Put the fungus in your ear. But most people don't even understand why they are depressed. Folks taking medications, going to the doctors, I'm depressed. I'm so depressed. When I get out of bed, I just want to get back into bed. I stay in the bed. I just, I just blah, 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 blah. And realize you wronged somebody. And you're paying for it. Not only did you wrong somebody, you wronged the wrong person. Somebody that loved and cared for you, you did them wrong. You're paying. You don't even know why you hate yourself. But you did something very bad to someone. You're paying. Anxious, anxiety, insomniac, can't sleep, or just physically sick. Their families torn apart. Their children hate them. They struggle financially and can't ever make ends meet. So many people are suffering from the law of reciprocity and don't even know it. Their lives are totally destroyed because of the lies or deceit they have promoted against one of God's children. Listen to this. For falsely accusing Jesus, the Jews and the Roman Empire went through catastrophic climate changes, persecution, and eventually what? Total you mess with Jesus Christ. You killed Jesus Christ. The Bible said the day they did it, the ground opened up and zombies turned dark, pitch black. Now, 
for falsely accusing, you thought they wasn't going to pay? When you try to tear down others, you will pay for it. As believers, when people try to tear you down, do not say a word. Just what? Allow God to handle it. Matthew 27 and 23, the rest of this story, it gets even deeper. And the governor said, man, why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out more saying, let him be crucified. Governor's like, but he didn't do anything. Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water, washed his hands before everybody and said, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. But listen to this. These folks were so mad at truth, so mad at the truth making them look bad, even after that, the Bible said, the, all the people said, let his blood be on us and on our children. Everyone stand to your feet. Some folks just going to be mad. And these same folks that are that upset, look at their children. Their children are always jacked up. You know why? Because they feel just like this multitude in this story. They don't care about their kids. They're more concerned about getting you than saving their own children. Everyone bow your heads. Because right now, you know, I, mean, I don't know what anybody's done or said or in your past or whatever, but I don't want anyone in here suffering for wrongdoing or doing somebody wrong. Okay. There may be somebody in your mind and in your heart that God needs to bring up that you need right now to ask God to forgive you for, whoever it is. Could have happened 10 years, 20 years ago. I don't know. Could have happened this week. Somebody you put your mouth on. Somebody you said something negative against. Someone that loved you and only wanted to help you and you handled the situation wrong. You need to get forgiveness because this stuff will mess your life up carrying this. Because he said he's going to repay it. Don't be trying to put it under the blood. You get forgiveness first. He said, if you've done something like this, stop praying and go make that right and then come back. It's that important to God. So right now, everyone in here, just with your heads bowed, if there's someone in your heart, in your mind, someone you can think of, whatever, just ask God to forgive you right now. Let me move past this and get this curse off my life. This is affecting my finances. It's affecting my job. It's affecting my, my children. It's affecting my home. It's, it's affecting everything. I know women that are barren and can't have children because of some things they've said about other people's children. I know men that struggle constantly, no matter what job they get, because of things they've said about preachers. Put their mouth on men of God that God had called to help them. Families torn apart. You ain't going to mess with God's chosen people. You're just not. And get away with it. So we're going to set this straight right now so we can start off fresh. Get this out. I don't want to be suffering from no, nothing I've said, done, anybody I've hurt. I just don't want to suffer that life. So right now, just get that in your heart and just, Lord, forgive me.
Maybe somebody in this room that you did it to. Lord, just forgive me. I don't want that in my heart. I don't want the root of bitterness to spring up. I don't want to suffer from church hurt. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be sitting in church hating the man and trying to love the message. I don't want to be doing it. I don't want to be trying to separate the pastor from what he's saying because I don't like him or his wife. I got a problem with her, and she said this or did this. or Well, somebody told me she said it. See, we, we just got to let this go so that you can have peace. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this body these believers here. We thank you, Lord God, for their hearts to want to hear truth, be a part of a truth movement, because we believe that what is taught here is truth because it's right in the word, and all we teach is what is in the word. So I thank you, Lord, for bringing everyone here from all the different places. But God, I also thank you, Lord, for arresting their hearts today so they can let people go. They can let go of hatred or anger or malice judgment, whatever's in their heart, whatever happened to them, whatever's been done to them, whatever they've done to others, Lord, we want to let that go right now. We don't want that in our hearts. And Father God, when people persecute us and come against us, Lord, for the cause of Christ or just because we're trying to do what is right, God, I pray right now that we won't get sidetracked by rumors and what people are saying about us and people that are attacking us and fighting us even on social media and the internet and YouTube, they're coming after us, God. Lord, give us peace. Help us maintain a level of peace as we serve you to the best of our ability and love you and try to walk out your sound doctrine. And I pray right now, Lord, that your forgiveness, it will be perpetual and that we won't grab a hold to unforgiveness again but we'll let those situations go once and for all. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.